Hey everyone, welcome to episode 36 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And we are back in our normal Tuesday studio, Wednesday in the earbud schedule. And some of the usual suspects are back in the studio. It's just Jeff and I today, but that's okay. We'll uh, catch up with Randy with Andy. I, last week I finished with thinking I was Andy, so that's just uh, a continuation from last week's episode with a Greg Creek uh, that was entitled Shared Service. So if you haven't uh, had a chance to listen to that, I would encourage you to go back and do that because we decided that Jesus invites all of his followers to come and die to self and live for others. Paul's words are for all followers when he said, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. That can be a tough one sometimes. But if you've missed that accompanying message by Andy and Greg, I'd highly encourage you to catch it as well at hospitalchurch.org. And you can find that under Sermons, Archives, and click on the From the Heart series in which this was or that was the first episode. Now, on to this week. In our final and last but not linear installment in our The Generous Life series, which was brought to us by Jeff Sinkamani. And so... It's, you know, just like last week we had Greg, this week it's Jeff, and you started this message by outlining the idea that our contributions and maybe how we view them versus how those contributions are viewed by those that are affected by them. Yeah, I think, you know, the the idea was that um, we don't always really count the contributions. We don't usually yeah. think about them. Uh, especially when we think of it in terms of non-monetarily, uh, yeah. non-monetary giving. And, uh, and so we don't, you know, I brought up the idea of the impression that sometimes we, we don't even understand and the impression that we're making, we don't even grasp. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting as I was, I'm, I, I love history and there's so many things you can look at now with YouTube and so forth. And I was noticing today as I was going through some of the empires that we think of mm. in the world there, you know, we think of contributions that the, the British made. We think of contributions that the Romans made, the Greeks and so forth. Oh, you weren't it, talking Star Wars? Oh, no. Empires? I was, <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Real history. Real history. Oh, okay. and, and, and I went back and you know that the Roman empire was this, um, Vast, you know, and when you read it about it, especially when you read it about the Bible, and you you think you see the movies and you know all these different things, the Roman Empire only made up twenty percent of the living population in the world at that time, which wow. we, which you don't even think about. You think that's no. that's the center of the world. That's where everything is going on. There's really nothing else going on outside of the Roman Empire. That's not true. And the actually the British Empire, which actually took on even more territory only made up 25% of the world population. I would have assumed that would have been much higher. Yeah, I, I, well, 20%. I did too. And so when you think about mm. contributions, when you think about things that, um, that, that we do, sometimes we, we get lost in thinking, I'm nothing. I don't do anything. I can't, you know, whatever I give. And what Paul's showing here in 2 Corinthians 9 and, or 8 and 9, actually the whole chapter second, or a whole book of 2 Corinthians, is that he was trying to get this church in Corinth to stop thinking that they're the empire, you know, that they right. are the Roman Empire, that they, that there was so much going on besides them, and and so he says, come on with what's going, what's really happening, right? You know, what's really taking place in uh, you know outside of you that there's there's actually some really great things, and you can connect, and that's that was the whole idea was the connection happens with real generosity. And what the Corinthians did was 
they stopped thinking about themselves as truly a part of this generous spirit and started leveraging what they had. So. I took it. I took it a different way. To be honest with you, you. did. I did. <laughs> well, not not no, not good. not totally, but in a, in a. I mean, what you're talking about there is almost just a short sightedness, and mm-hmm. this the world revolves around me mm-hmm. and us, or as our denomination, at, or as a church, as a, as it were, maybe. Um, but I took it as a self image problem. Mm, that yeah. is that essentially we don't often from a personal perspective i don't think we often feel like like you talked about I mean, you sit with people and, and counsel people all the time you're a pastor you probably are privy to more stories than than most people when you put a pastor and a, a counselor right i it's, cannot tell <laughs> i cannot tell that's confidential um but you know how do we truly put on the god goggles you know like this is how god sees us because a lot of times our self image is yeah i don't i don't think you know my contributions are what, right? Because the other person that's blessed by those contributions go, wow, that was, that was, that was great. Thank you. And you're thinking, well, what did I do? I didn't, I didn't do much. And I think some of it, to me, I think some of it's just a self, a self image problem that we tend to lessen maybe what we, or maybe we just don't realize no, what we I, do. I, no, I think that is the point actually. That the problem is, is the Corinthians put that, they've got that backwards. Okay. They, they started thinking they were. The end all on oh, this okay. whole thing. So they had a they're, they're, they were a little bit big on the self image. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, I think that's what Paul was trying to help them see. He was just trying to go was, through that. That's how gr- the Galatians and the Antioch, the church in Antioch, all these churches were coming on board, going, "We can't give a lot, but we want to do as much as we can," and, you know. And um, and maybe it didn't feel as very much, but they were doing it the best they could. And I think that's you know. Again, as children, as you look back at your life, do you really think that when you were a child, you contributed? I mean, it was all about mom and dad, basically. Yeah. They, I mean, I. it's a long, long way for me for, to look back at that. And, <laughs> and yet I still think, yeah, I didn't really do a whole lot there. You yeah. know, I, I, you know, cause I, I didn't, I didn't buy the house. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even contribute to the house. I didn't buy groceries. I didn't buy groceries. I, yeah. we I, brought in wood to keep the house warm, but I, yeah, that's only yeah. if I was told to. I but right. Yeah. It, it was a, yeah. It, and it was yet, a forced contribution. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time it felt like Clean it was, your room. it was, yeah, Do exactly. the dishes. it was, yeah. So I think what God's trying to say is he's saying, stop looking at yourself in terms of, you know, being able to measure you yeah. know, yourself against other people or against uh, what you think you should have done and start looking at yourself as the way I see you. So if, so essentially we come back to kind of what we've talked about this whole series is it does come down to every time it seems to be balance. You know, we don't want to see the negative or not to understand how good our deeds can be to others. Because, you know, when we're being generous, it's blessing us and others. But we don't want to be Corinth where, you know, you're kind of looking down on everybody else going, well, what are they giving? Mm -hmm. You know, don't you think that ours is the, you know, the best gift? So we will have to, you know, take more time and make sure that all the, you know, I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Right. We want to find some balance. Well, and Corinth had some other problems too. I mean, problem that they had with Paul himself. Yeah. Um, And they thought, well, this is a good way to leverage some things and get some of our things that we want. Yeah. And that's then Andy spoke about that I think in the second ser- second part of the series when he talked about transactional giving that yeah. true generosity isn't about, you know, trying to get back something after you've given it. We just realize that we feel pretty good after we do it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not really trans. It's, it's if you, <laughs> if it's, if you're doing it to make sure that you feel good because you did it before you did it, then it's transactional. If you feel good after it's the right way, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, again, you could say there's always trans. I mean, growing yeah, God's sure. kingdom there, you, you want it. You want to see things growing. You want to see things happening. But what I'm saying is when you start to become selfish as a result yeah. of, of the giving that you, you know, that, that's, that'd be transactional. Something I get in return for my gift. But the, the fact that Corinth was being so concerned about how and who their larger gift would be spent and overseen by kind of makes us realize that the struggle is not only real, but it's even more, it's certainly not new. I mean, those things still still plague us oh, today. I mean, all down through the church, all down yeah. through our history. And even individually. I mean, yeah. it, it, it feel like many of those same questions are just, you know, how do we give organizationally? How do we give personally? How do we, you know, give, and then you add money to it. I mean, these are just, you know, okay, there's money, there's time, there's all these other things we've talked about in this generosity kind of spectrum. And then when you get down to each individual, how do we free ourselves up to listen to that true heart of generosity that God has put in us yeah. and that he wants us to realize? How do we how do we free up and, and kind of put all that? I mean, it's important to understand it because we don't want to repeat it such as Corinth. We want to give freely. So we have to, you know, don't, don't forget the past because you'll be doomed to repeat it. But we also want to free ourselves up and not let that be baggage for us, right? Right. To just learn how to give freely. Well, and that is, that's, uh, we say that, but that's a really hard thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny when you think about, you know, like you've got a, you've got a talent of playing the piano or you've got a talent of writing or you've got a talent of being able to be a great photographer and catching the moment. You really should share that, that talent with your, you know, with your church and, and you go, well, well okay, how much should I share? Well, you know, it's a Give ministry. It Give, yeah. And, and we really don't, we don't have a problem with that. And we talk about that or we talk about our time. And for some reason, as soon as it enters into the financial side, Ugh. yeah, it all of a sudden hits us differently. We can talk about talents and time and our energies and our skills or whatever. But when, as soon as it turns into money, for some reason, and I think that's the piece that Paul was saying when he, you know, he wrote in there, he said, please open up, open, don't live this, this life that is stifled and, and, and small, open up. Yeah. And, and, and if that's the case for us, in other words, if we all of a sudden get this sweaty palm feeling whenever somebody's saying, well, now we're going to talk about, what about your money? Yeah. And I understand this. I mean, we've talked about this before, but it may be that we need to stop. We go, wait a minute, before you even talk to me, I need to go figure out where, what money means to me yeah, and where, where it's come, you know, where that feeling is coming from. Because a lot of times we, we value, I have a friend of mine say, what's the, what's the one thing that as it increases, it devalues. And what's the other thing that as it decreases, it values. And he said, Basically, he was saying that as we get more and more and more money, it devalues. Right. As time, as we get less and less and less of time, becomes it valuable. becomes more valuable. Yeah. And I think uh, if we look at that from the standpoint of some of these people that we call great generous people, and I'm not going to put names with that or anything like that, but generosity as we look at it in the Bible, as he, you know, because Jesus points out this young woman who gives her two mites. Yep. Um, it wasn't that this woman went back to her house and said, "Okay, 
I'm going to be Jesus's winner in the, the <laughs> I'm, I'm more generous than you contest. <laughs> yeah, right. She didn't do that. No. That wasn't the point. The point was that this is who she was, that yeah. she was living what Paul was talking about in terms of this open, this large, this big life, this life of understanding what what I'm really about and what this meaningless couple coins are to me. Yeah. So I've figured out that, you know, my life is going to be bigger. Paul kind of puts it back on on the on the church at Corinth and reminding them that of what God did for all mankind, saying, you know, what, what you know, what gift is better than what God already gave you when you're thinking about how <laughs> how generous I want to be. And from a couple episodes to remember that we don't have to be generosity martyrs, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's keep some balance with this. But and all that seems obvious and great and whatever, and yet there's still that feeling that I want to be this Grinch sometimes when it comes to that monetary piece. And if we can somehow get over that hump and and find out what that is. And for us this week, it was kind of a real – I mean I wouldn't say it's a um, a new realization, but we – it was do something Sabbath this mm-hmm. past week. And this week we decided to try something different, my family. Uh, we went to the mustard seed mm. and never been there before and – Every time you do something like that, and whether it's through church or whether it's things we do on our own, every time you serve and you connect with other people serving, I think that's part of the that's part of the joy of giving. And that also, I feel like, frees up the money a little bit, right? Because then you see the need, and you've been a part of it, and you've been with other people that think like you in serving. And then it's like, yeah, you know, it didn't cost us anything, a little sweat equity and time. Um, come to church a little grubby, not a big deal. Um, but when you also realize the families that were going to come and reap the benefits of the work that you put in, the money seems to be nothing then, right? It's like, oh, well, I could, I can spare an extra whatever that amount is because now there's a real tangible practice or a real tangible target of who's going to receive your generosity. And when you hear the people and what they have to go through or what stage of their life they're in in order to go there and shop and to reap these benefits, it makes you feel awfully blessed. Yeah, I th- I, as I think as our eyes become more and more open to not only the needs of others, but where God is actually work, you know, where God is moving and working in the lives of other people. I think all of the things that we have put as huge pieces of our lives that are important to us. Those all fall by the wayside. I really do. I think as you, I mean, think about it. When you have someone that you want to give the, you all of a sudden you think of the perfect gift. Oh, that's the perfect gift for that person. Yeah. All of a sudden it's not a matter of, well, where can I get the best price on that? And now it's just making sure I, <laughs> I get, get it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I think that's a small part of what God's trying to help us understand. That's why he says the streets are gold and the gates are pearls. And, you know, he's, that's why he's trying to say all those precious things that you thought were so important in heaven or in on earth are just part of the makeup of the, it's just like concrete. It's just yeah. part of the, it's the gate, it's the wall, the floor you walk on. It That's just, that doesn't mean it's a pretentious city. It just means that all the things you valued so much are going to be things that just, we just sit around and look at all day long, like nothing, like it's nothing. They're so plentiful. Yeah. The, the actual value doesn't correlate. It's not, yeah, it's not the important piece. The important piece is that I'm here with you. Yeah. And the gold, nobody's going to be sitting there chiseling up gold because they just, <laughs> it's, it's just part of their. The gold rush won't yeah, be a big exactly. thing in heaven, probably. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm guessing not. Well, as we start to slowly wind down here, one of our uh, FHC takeaways, these are available every week for each message. This past week, <laughs> uh, one 
one of them asked the question, what event or celebration comes to mind where you and everyone with you was connected through the joy and blessing of generosity? And this was the reason that I initially shared that we went to the mustard seed uh, earlier. And we went with, we, you know, you find out who you're going to be there with and all of a sudden like, oh, hey, I know them. The mm-hmm. Perez's were there. And from that, we ended up uh, doing lunch together. And then, hey, that's, shouldn't it be movie night tonight? Yeah, I think it should be movie night. The kids decided it was movie night. So out of that, not only did we, you know, give of our time and be, a, you know, a blessing to someone we'll never meet, we got to spend a day with some really great people. And that was a blessing to us, even above and beyond. So that was a little bit of a lesson for us. So we would hope that you had the same type of experience if you participated or at the same time, if there was anything else this past week in the Generous Life series that you would uh, find has changed about you or maybe your generosity has changed, would love to hear what those are. So as we finally here wrap it up, um, I want to leave you with a portion of Jeff's, Jeff's message that uh, summed it up very, very nicely. He said, God is trying to help us realize that when we live our lives out in the spirit of generosity – we begin to connect with heaven and the way his kingdom works, which is what you just described about the gold streets and the, the pretentiousness that mm-hmm. just isn't there. Yeah. So again, we would love to hear what you have changed, if anything, and any ideas you might have. Those are all available to be sent through the New Church app, and that is available in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. And you can just search by hospital church. Don't forget to type church or you will not find the app because it will be hidden. And check out our podcast here each week. They come out Wednesday to Wednesday. And then after that, you can go to iTunes or hospitalchurch.org slash podcast to go through the archives and catch up on episodes you have missed. What's upcoming this week? Daryl Toll actually is going to be speaking uh, this week for Inclusion Sabbath. By the way, Daryl's sermon is called Power Plays. It helps us. First of all, it reminds us of how diverse we are, as a, not only as a church, but as a community, okay. uh, with the hospital um, being taking the lead on this one. But also, it's a celebration of all of these different cultures and the diverse demographic that we hold. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Daryl's a good speaker. Yeah, he's, he um, he's already spoken once here and... Looking forward to hearing him again. And, and he was a special guest of the podcast. I believe it was episode seven. Mm. Either ep- I believe it's episode seven. Go back and check that out. I actually looked not that long ago, and that was one of our most listened to podcasts. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a great sermon at that time. So if that's any indication of what's upcoming this week, you won't want to miss that. So you can check that out in the archives, hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. So until next week in episode 37, uh, and possibly we'll get a chance to talk to Daryl next week. We'll see if he's available. So for Randy and Jim, Jeff and Tom, uh, we're saying thanks for joining us and we'll see you then.